What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas, and Dr. Dane here is in uh, Tokyo today, so he will not be joining us. But I do have two great people that I adore totally, Tanya Bothams and her husband, Tim Bothams, who are amazing people. And uh, our topic today is nature, the source of true being. So it's like, so Tim and Tanya, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for the introduction. Thanks for being on. It's like one of the things that we're we're doing this thing called uh, Proa, which used to be a Ligar, which might be a Ligar in the future. I don't know. But at any rate, uh, it's like what we're doing there is we're creating a uh, a resort, and we're also going to do some of the stuff that 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 Tim is great at, which is biodynamic land management. So, Tim, tell us, give us, you know, like in 30 seconds, no, give us in, you know, 27 and a half minutes or less what biodynamic land management is. Basically what it is, Gary, it's asking the land questions and it's not sort of receiving an answer. It's getting a, an awareness or an energy of what the land requires. Like, it's interesting to me um, when we first talk to you about what you want to do. I something about growing cacao, and that's cocoa. Do you remember You're that conversation, up. Gary? You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Better? Say it again. Is that a bit better, Gary? Yes. Talk a little yep. slower, because for some reason on Skype, especially from a distance, if you talk fast, it breaks up. So try okay. slow. Okay? No worries. Gary, so basically, biodynamic land management to me is um, it's becoming aware of the energy of what the land requires. It's asking the land questions and getting an awareness, not really an answer, of what the land requires. And it's it's needs to take out the decision making that we've determined what should happen with the land. It's basically asking the land what it requires and following that energy instead of what we perceive is what we think is right for it. You mean, in other words, we have to give up our judgment? Yes. Okay. So everywhere you've decided you have to judge what land needs rather than asking it what it needs and giving it that, we just try to create all that. Right and wrong, good, bad, yes. pot and pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Cool. Well, one of the things I thought was interesting, for a while you guys were growing pigs, and Tanya, you had the greatest story about how you decided it was time for the pigs to go to market. What you did? What was? It? Well, I we had them all ready to go, and I had picked two guys to go to um, to market. And um, the first guy just jumped straight into the trailer, ready to go. But the next guy, no matter what we did. He just would not get in the trailer. Um, you know, I tried food, I tried everything, but he wouldn't get in. So 
I ended up doing was I asked a question and I was like, oh, does he want to be taken to market this time? Does he want to be killed and eaten? And it was like, no. So we shut the trailer, let him stay for a couple more months. And then the next time we decided, he jumped in the trailer straight away. So it was easy when we asked a question. <laughs> it's funny how it works. And the funny part about it is people have this point, this weird-ass point of view that animals don't know when they want to go to market. But I think they do. You know, it's like, you know, we, we have these uh, three Wagyu uh, 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 bulls. One of them's name is Tank, one of them's name is Frank, and the other one's name is Dinner. Then there's the last <laughs> one. I said, dude, if you don't want to become Dinner, you need to become a winner. And it's like, and it was very interesting watching him start to grow as a result of it. So I have this weird point of view. He wants to be a winner, not a dinner. So we'll see what happens here. But <laughs> he's growing more than he should be, faster than he should be growing, which is very odd. But you ask these animals things, and it's like, and they do weird stuff. You know, it's like there's, I mean, one of the, the, you know, it's like I wrote the book Place, and one of the things I talk about is the animals coming to give their lives to feed us. It's like a truth. That's what they all do. They give their lives to feed us and to take care of us. It's like if we really got that being ourselves would be that willingness to receive what the animals give, we could have a whole different universe. I, I, I think that they're, they're always willing to, um, you know, that's what their job is, to feed us. And I think that if we're more willing to listen and to ask those questions, the more... Um, we will be able to see when they want to be killed or yeah. they want to grow out. Yeah, and the, the funny part about it to me is it's like I realized that it's truly the place where you begin to realize that if you're being everything you are, animals will gift themselves to you to take care of you and your body, which is a different point of view than most people have. But it's like I had some friends who were uh, Iranians, and they came to the United States when the Shah came down because they were from families that Shah, you know, liked. And uh, it was interesting because they talked about how their way of doing things was they would take the goat and they would ask him if he would be their supper. And they would take him in and feed him and they'd take care of him and they'd, you know, love him and care for him for a couple of weeks. And then they would puncture his neck so he could bleed to death slowly. So he could just kind of lay down and go to sleep. And they considered that the way to honor the animal and what they did. And the meat always tasted great. And they actually invited me over to dinner and they were telling me the story while I was eating some goat meat. And I went, wow, that explains why it tastes so different than most of the meat I've ever eaten. And it's like, and I began to realize if we were willing to see yet that each animal is willing to be for us, we could have a much more uh, appropriately energetic and also a much more delicious set of food. Would you guys agree with that? Yes, Gary. It's funny you say that about um, how the food tastes from farms where people have no judgment. Like I've been to some of the best biodynamic farms in Australia you'll ever see but the people have this underlying judgment of how things should be done with no question and no awareness of what the earth requires 
And it's funny, you know, like their food doesn't taste much different to conventional food, but they're doing all the right things physically, but they haven't got the energetic side of it together. Doing all the right things, but not having the right energetic things. Yeah, I know. It's like I, years ago, I had a roommate and he was a vegetarian and his best friend was a vegan. Well, no, I guess they're not vegans, they're vegans. I don't know what they are, but it's like, to me, if they're doing, you know, they're vaguely in touch with their bodies, my point of view. But at any rate, it was so interesting because they keep talking about how, you know, how they were, you know, they ate healthy. It's like, and they were always sick. I go, I didn't eat healthy. I ate what my body asked for, and I was always healthier than they were. And they were always telling me how they ate healthy and they honored their bodies and they were you know, they were doing the right thing, and yet they were always sick. So it's like I began to question at that point, so what actually creates our health? What actually creates what's true? So for me, it's this place where I see that, you know, it's like when you're really willing to see what animals are willing to give, and you're willing to see what nature contributes to us, we have this place of being, quote-unquote, totally in communion with nature and totally in communion with what is, and a whole different universe can show up. Yeah, I, I think that's great, Gary, like that. It's so true. If if we were all more aware and had that communion with nature, it would just be so much easier for our bodies, everything. Well, I noticed that I ate less when I was in communion with my body than I did when I wasn't. It's like, why is it that we aren't willing to listen to what our bodies say? But that nature is the source of our being if we're willing to receive what it has to say. We have a caller who's been holding on for a while. And it's like, and I, you know, it's like, we'll see whether it's on topic or not. Usually it is not. So we have Lucia from Oakland. Lucia, are you there? Gary, yes, I'm here. It's Lucia Good. from Oakland. Lucia, sorry. I, yeah, hi. And my, talk, my topic is about body and listening to body. Cool. And yeah, and asking what um, what the body needs. And my body over here has, um, I don't know what it is, but whenever I lay down, I have the severe heartburn. And so it keeps me up at night and it's been getting worse. It's been going on for about 20 years. Even when I get my bars run, it comes up and it doesn't matter whether, whether I've eaten or not or whether I've drink, drunk anything or not. And I've been asking my body lately, you know, what do you need? And I'm not getting any answers. Okay, so one of the things you might try, have you done the thing of giving the earth the energy it needs? Oh, that thing. Oh, great. I keep yeah. forgetting about that one. Yeah, you got to remember that one because it's like when you have indigestion and stuff, if you are connected to the earth, and it kind of sounds like you might be, it's like if you're truly connected to the earth, then the earth will give you the sense of what it needs, and you have an energy, you can give it. But you got to do a one, two, three to give it all that energy to see if that changes it. Okay? And it's okay. like my youngest daughter had indigestion all the time when she was living in Houston. So I finally got her to start giving all that energy to the, to the earth when she was there. And she said, but it happens every day, Dad. And I said, well, do it nonstop. And she started doing it nonstop, and her indigestion went away. Mm. You know, and then on top of that, she lost 20 pounds. But yeah. cool. who knows? So, so when you say nonstop, does that mean like 
literally 24-7 or just when it's going on or what? Literally 24-7. It's just like we have this weird point of view that we take energy from the earth, but we seldom look at what we can give to it. And when we give energy to the earth, a whole different universe shows up. A whole different world shows up. It's like you've got to be willing to be that which you have the ability to be. And it's like, what if you had an ability to be something that would help heal the earth? Would you be willing to be that 24-7? Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm doing, so if I'm sitting with a client or having a conversation with somebody, how do I do the one, two, threes? You just, you don't. You just let the energy melt into the earth 24-7. Ah, okay. Melt into the, okay. I got it. Great. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks okay. for calling. Bye-bye. Take care. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, Tim and Tanya, it's like we had, I personally had one of the most amazing experiences in my life when I went to a farm that you own, where we were looking at this farm, and, and it's like, and the guy that owned it had been sort of like not a nice man, and people had done all kinds of terrible things to the farm, and they kind of raped the land and it wasn't feeling very good. You remember that story? Yes, definitely, Gary. I'll never forget that one. Good. Would you tell it from your perspective? Because my perspective and your perspective might be different and it's fine. But I just want to, you know, I just want people to get that there's a different possibility. Okay, well, basically what we did, we stood up on top of this hill that looked over the whole property and um, Gary just realized that like this land required so much energy because so many of the trees and had been taken off this property and most people don't realize that trees are such a huge source of energy to the land. So Gary realized that the the land needed energy and so basically what we did, there was five of us there, we stood back and we did this one, two, three and gave the land everything that it required to thrive and and um, get back to what it was before it had been raped and and excessively farmed. So we, we did this one, two, three, and it was like this wave of energy just went across the whole farm. And basically instantly there was a sense of peace and gratitude and even saw, sort of a, a bit of a vibrancy about the place. And it's funny, you know, like today we can still stand back and look at that farm from our place where we live now and still you can definitely see the outline of the boundary because the place has a presence and it has a sense of future now. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, it's like I went there like a year after, I went to your farm out a year after we did it and it was so amazing to see how much greener it was than everything else around it. It was like, yeah. Yeah, and how we stood back on that hill, Gary, and it, it's still like that today. And it's funny to me how you can contribute that energy to that land and that energy can sort of continue there. Yeah, but that's that's the place of being. You know, if we're willing to truly be everything we are, we actually, that, that space of being is this contribution we can be to the earth that can create a greater possibility than any of us think we can do. Right now, everybody thinks we can only take from it, not that we can give to it. Kind of crazy. But you guys saw it. You got it. It was so cute because it was you and me and Simone and Dane and Sterling, who was, what was he about that time? Six, five? Five or six? 
I think five. Yeah, five. Two, five, yeah. And your dog. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we did this one, two, three, and I remember going, holy fuck, am I seeing what I'm saying? Because I watched this wave of energy going across the land that I had never seen before. And when we did that, it's like I could sense it changing. And it was just so friggin' amazing and wonderful to watch that. So, yes, like you guys saw it too, didn't you? Yes, definitely. Yeah, Gary, and it's like Lucia said before, um, like the earth is missing so much energy nowadays from what we've um, what we basically created here and we need to give it energy to help it along. So we got to go to break. So we're going to take commercial now and we're going to go to break and uh, we'll come back shortly with some more conversation with Tam and Tanya. Thank you. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you ever stayed at a place that alters your reality and you become more as a result of it? Have you ever been to a land so joyful that your whole body lit up? We have a very special invitation for you. The chance to pre-purchase a night or three at two of the most unique places on the planet, Castello di Casal Borgone in Italy and Proa, the resort in Costa Rica. A purchase that will create a different future for you and a different future for the planet. To learn more, just go to projectpossibilities.com and reserve a future night for you at the lowest rate to ever be offered. Do you love the clearing processes from Gary and Dane on the show? Are you getting the most out of them? Did you know that if you loop them while you sleep or while you work, the change will be even deeper and more dynamic? For only $10 per month, you can get all the processes from every show recorded on a loop just for you. It's called the Pearls of Possibility, and it's our way of inviting you to more change with ease. To sign up for Pearls of Possibility, go to pearlsofpossibility.com and start having faster change now. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everybody. It's Gary with my guests, Tim and Tanya here, talking about 
Hi. You know, it's like being you is being with the earth. You know, nature teaches us how to be, and we ignore it as much as possible, don't we? Yes. So we have Betty from Mexico on the line. Betty, what can we do for you today? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Great. Very happy to talk to you, guys. So I just want to ask if this um, relationship between the earth and us is, is, um, is in both sides. I mean, sometimes if we feel um, maybe tired or we have a big problem, can we also ask nature or earth to contribute to our problem? Absolutely. The thing is, you've got to be willing to realize that we tend not to receive. We've not been taught to receive. We've been taught to do and to take. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the thing is, it's like, if you're having a problem, go out and look at the flowers. You know, it's like, you ever notice that, you know, the flowers don't get up in the morning and go, I'm having a bad hair day. I'm not going to give you any of my beauty. I'm not going to give you any of my smell. <laughs> they don't do that. You know, the fruit trees don't go, you weren't nice to me last night, so I'm not giving you any fruit today. <laughs> you know, it's like nature gives unconditionally all the time. And it's like what we got to be willing to do is receive it. And it makes a big, giant difference if we're actually willing to do that. Yeah, I also think that, that, sorry, I also think that the earth is, it's a huge energy source for us, but we always refuse to receive it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's constantly gifting us energy and we just refuse to receive it. So oh, okay. once we can open up to that, it can change everything with your body, with the way you see the world, everything. Okay, so the, the idea is to be connected with the earth and the nature the whole time, right? Yes. Yes. Union with the earth. One of the things I always recommend to people, it's like I have people who come in, you know, they call and they go, oh, my pet is dying. And I go, yeah? And what, what's happening to your body? They go, what do you <laughs> mean? I said, is your body dying? They go, what? I said, is your body dying? And they go, well, I don't know. Okay, so it's like, what if what the earth is trying to tell you, what if your animal is trying to tell you you're ingesting death? You're bringing death into reality, not life and living. Because animals like to live. And one of the things I've noticed with horses, it's like when you have a horse, they'll get old, get old, get old, get old, and then they die. Where uh -huh. we get old, we get decrepit, we get, you know, we get to the point where we have to use a cane and all that kind of stuff. And then finally we lie down and we have a terrible problem and then death occurs. It's like, what's the difference? They believe in living until the moment they end. We believe in living and suffering until the end. Different reality. And, and there's a relationship between, I mean, for example, I have plants in my house. So there's a relationship between them and me. So if they die, maybe I did something for uh, them to die? Well, maybe you were angry at the wrong time, or maybe you were more interested in being 
you know, thinking there was something wrong. You know, it's like oh. the thing is, you know, it's like they've done all kinds of studies that show that plants will react according to music and stuff. And if you mm-hmm. have a sense of, if you have this sense of anger and upset, plants will die. But if you have a sense of peace and joy and happiness, plants will thrive. So it's wow. like, I live in Texas, okay? Texas uh-huh. is, it's like nobody has real plants in their house in Texas except me. <laughs> and the reason I do is because I'm so grateful to them. And every time I, every time I come in to my house, I go, thank you guys for being here. Keep creating. And they do. And it's like my plants thrive where everybody else's dies. Why and okay. how? I don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for the program. It's great to listen to you every week. Thank you. Thanks for listening to us. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so, Tim and Tanya, you guys live on a farm. Yes. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely. It's amazing. What is so I grateful. Love is when I come to Australia, you guys give me eggs. And your eggs are always so great, so amazing. And I was most amused because my daughter Shannon, who lives there, has hens. And it's like when I came to town, they started laying three more eggs per day than they normally do. <laughs> there were like four of them, and they would, you know, could only do four eggs. And suddenly they were doing. They were doing anywhere from six to eight eggs. <laughs> they were like, what the heck is that? They wanted to contribute to you, Gary. <laughs> yeah. As I just went, wow. You know, it's like plants and the animals are amazing. And it's like and nature itself is amazing to us if we ask, if we, you know, contribute, if we are willing to be and have everything that's possible. I think it's awesome. It's the kingdom of we, Gary. Yeah, it is. I so love the fact that you guys live out there with your farm. It's like, and you have beautiful horses and you have great cows. And it's like, and also, Tim, would you talk a little bit about the way you put the, the, uh, the pigs and the chooks, the chickens out in the same pasture? Oh, how we integrate them together. Yeah. Well, basically what we do is um, we use the pigs to um, plough the land because um, they just have this natural ability to turn the soil and when they turn the soil, they contribute an energy to the soil. And most people, when we farm, we we get on a tractor and we plough, but we don't contribute energy back to the earth when we're doing it. And the pigs have this huge ability or great ability to contribute energy at the same time. Yeah. And it gives the soil a sense of vibrancy. And then once that happens, the plants and the grasses come up and they seem to just thrive. And, and then we put the chooks in <clears throat> and the chooks seem to get stimulated by the energy that the pigs create. And it's just a constant sort of evolution of, um, of growth and, and everything feeding off everything. And well, it's they, amazing. They also feed off of the insects that the that the, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the pigs create too. Yeah. 
And I think too, like most people don't realize like pigs are actually like cows and they love grass and they, it was always amazing to watch when we used to shift them to a new paddock, they would like run in there and they would be ripping off the grass. Like they don't just dig, but they also eat grass. So it, they can contribute to so much. Like they don't need to be left in a cement slab, you know, in a sty. They will contribute so much and that's why they taste better too because they're getting the gift and received from the earth plus they're happy because they're being what a pig should and then the other animals coming in the same thing so it's all like tim said a huge gift and receive of the kingdom of we which creates so much more for their bodies for our bodies for the land and for the whole earth i know that the, the pigs that you had slaughtered you made some bacon out of it It was the best bacon i ever had in australia <laughs> <laughs> yes i right. mean People, that's what people often say to us, like the the meat that we produce is they just can't believe the taste of it. And, I mean, we notice the difference too. It just has this, I don't know, clean and... Yeah, it's because we feed them what they, they like to be fed. Like we don't force them, like we don't make the decision of what they eat. And it's the same with the chooks. We let them out in the paddock and we don't make that decision that they've just got to eat grain. Yeah. We allow them to eat insects and everything else. And it, that allows them to contribute to us. No, isn't it amazing? No, it's like I have uh, chickens now. I got a kind of chicken. It's called the Araconer, which are actually uh, chickens, the first chickens that were in America. And it's like, and they, they lay blue and green eggs. <laughs> it's so weird. Their eggs are blue and green, which is very cool. That is cool. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, it was very cool. And like, uh, it's like I had, uh, I had the guys turn the, turn the, the chickens out, and we had a peacock who hangs out with the chicken. Then we had a calf that had been in a chicken coop. Mm-hmm. We turned it out with the cows. It hangs with the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it goes and lies down and sleeps with the chicken at night, which is <laughs> friggin' funny. I just think it's hysterically funny to watch the way the animals react with them. We had this little tiny, uh, somewhere on some website we have, it's like there's pictures of the farm that Dane put out. And one of the things we have is this miniature pig. And this miniature pig was sleeping with the calf until they got turned out into the new area. Now the miniature pig goes out and hang, he hangs out with the longhorn steers that we have. <laughs> and the, the cow hangs out with the chickens, which I just think is hysterically funny. You know, it's like you'd think they'd go for their own people, but it's like apparently they have their own point of view. Just like we do. So it's yes. very cool. So we have another caller. We have Marcel from Germany. Marcel, are you there? Hello, Gary. And I forgot the name of you other guys, but hello to Tim and Tanya. Hi, Marcel. Hi. Um, I will be on the telecall in, I think, in April, is it? And I'm yes. really looking forward to it. Um. So my question is, 
with nature, I, I always had this this connection with beaches and the ocean, but with with trees or with land, it, it was always like it is strange to me. It's always like uh, I don't really want to be there, and I would like to change that. Can you help me? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like you got to do, okay, so what's going to work the best? Here? Okay, so like, go out and, uh, are there any uh, old forests around where you are? Uh, yes. Okay, go in an old forest and go for a walk. and Watch the peace that your body has. Because old forests, it's like when you're around trees, it's like if they've been planted in the last... 30 or 40 years, it's like they're not quite the same. But old forest that's been there for 100 years has a different energy that it gives. It's like, but if you, once you experience that, then you can receive from the trees and the plants with greater ease. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. And, and there is, there is a, a really weird energy that always comes up when I'm around farms. And it's like, I, I really don't want to be there. And uh, am, I, am I denying something there? Am I, am I not sure. going to be with, with nature or what is that? Yeah. How many lifetimes have you been at Abitoire? <laughs> what is that? I'm not going to answer. How many lifetimes have you been one? One or two? <laughs> Million or Godzillion? Okay. Okay. So everywhere you, all the decisions you made because of being at Abattoir, were you destroying and create everything you decided with those? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pot, all nine, shorts, boys, beyonds. And Abattoir is where they take to kill animals. Oh. They're killers of animals. And they had to slaughter thousands of them. And it's like, and after a while, when you pay no attention to the animals and when you can hear the animals screaming, please don't do this, or I don't want to do this, or no, I, this is, doesn't work, it you know, changes things. One of the things that was really great, I had a chance to watch the movie Temple Grandin. And it's like, if you get a chance, you know, like find it and watch it because it will really help you with this stuff. Because one of the yeah. things she was able to see is because she was so, uh, you know, so uh, autistic, and not that you might be autistic, but you might be. <laughs> a little. Yeah, there's a chance. So it's like because she was, she could see the fear that the animals had. So she came up with a way of having animals go through the process of being slaughtered where their fear did not come up, their fear like was dissipated, so they wouldn't have adrenaline pumping through their bodies. And in the end result, they had better tasting meat from it. And a whole lot of different places adopted it. Some people didn't. A lot of the abattoir places don't care about it. They just kill the animal and they don't think anything about it. But I think if you're actually even vaguely aware, it would be really hard to do. Well, that, that would explain why I'm a vegetarian in that lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that would probably make a difference. <laughs> okay. 
Cool. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, uh, okay. So we, we have to go to break here in a minute, guys. I'm sorry I'm talking too much, but, you know, I hope you guys are having some kind of fun with this. And uh, so we're going to go to break now, and uh, we'll be back shortly. And welcome to Voice America, the Empowerment Channel, and Access Consciousness. And thank you, Tim and Tanya, for being here. We'll be back in a flash with the trash. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, 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 guys. Psst, psst, over here. Get this. Gary Douglas, the man, the myth, the legend, has a new class. It's a two-day class that he's offering his own very self, and it's called Out of the Box. This class is two days long. It's happening on February 4th and 5th in San Diego, California, America, Earth, and March 4th and 5th in Munich, Germany, same planet. What's going to happen in this class? Gary's going to give us all the tools we need to break out of the limitations of our tiny little boxed-in realities. You ever feel like you're trapped and stifled and stuck and you can't quite put your finger on what it is or why it's happening, that's what this class is there to do. Break all those limitations apart so you can fly right on out of that box, just like those little puffy white peanuts do whenever you order like your supplements on the internet and then they come and then you got peanuts all over your floor. But this will be a lot more fun. Where do you find out about it? www.garymdouglas.com forward slash out of the box. When you walk through the world truly being you, everything and everyone is invited to change. Join Dr. Dane here throughout 2016 in his unique classes on being you. Whether you've been asking for something greater, looking for a way to change your life, or longing to change the world, Dr. Dane's Being You classes crack open a world of ease, joy, and possibilities. For a list of Dr. Dane here's upcoming classes and resources on being you, go to www.beingyouclass.com. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. 
To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Welcome back, everybody. It's Gary, and I have my guests, Tim and Tanya, here from Australia. And thank you, Hi, Tim, everyone. For being so uh, I understand you guys are having fires and all kinds of stuff up there and over there, and you're having hideous heat waves. Yeah, Gary, we, we have a, we've had our third hottest summer on record, and wow. it's just... It's becoming unbearable. <laughs> yeah, I heard that you were up at 125 degrees. Yes, that was last Sunday. Got to that temperature for two days, and wow. um, we've we've had trouble. Like a lot of the native animals are really struggling and dying because they just can't sustain that temperature. Oh, so I, you said at break that you are having koalas die. Yeah, what's happening, Gary, is the, the trees can't get enough moisture out of the soil and out of the atmosphere to sustain the moisture levels in the leaves that the koalas need to stay hydrated. Yeah. So when they leaves, they're not getting the moisture and they're just dying from um, dehydration. And heat exhaustion. And heat exhaustion. Wow. Okay, so we do these, you know, one, two, threes and stuff. Uh, so... Let's do some one, two, threes on changing everything in Australia so you can have rain. Okay, and it's like, let's do this, you know, let's make this a worldwide call for rain in Australia, in your area at least. Oh, yeah, it's mainly down the east coast. Okay, so all down the east coast. So one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Thank you, everybody around the world, for contributing to that. Let's get some, you know, some energy going so that there's, you know, so there's some rain. The difficulty is, I know from my perspective, it's like I try to call rain when I go there and everybody's going, oh, but I want a sunny day so I can go to the beach. Now, my point of view is, uh, even if it's raining here, it's still hot. You can go to the beach anyway. (laughs) Going to get wet anyway. Exactly. Well, hopefully. (laughs) to the beach but it's like it's so amazing to me because i know personally i see that people have this point of view that they don't want the rain they want the sunshine but then they're horrified but they don't ask the earth what do you need earth i always go and ask okay earth what do you need and it's like it's so funny because whenever we go to australia dan gets mad at me he said can we have some days of sunshine please i like this (laughs) i go Sorry, I'm sorry. I asked Earth what it needed, and I asked it to, you know, I said I'd help it. So I'm doing everything I can to help it get what it needs. You know, you need to ask that. So, you know, it's like you guys mentioned at break that you notice that people are, like, predicting more heat, and they're going to get what they asked for. You get what yeah. you asked for. Is it that thing, Gary, where everyone around the world is so buying into dynamically the global warming thing that we're just creating it now yeah well we have bought into that but we also have given up our ability to recognize that we have the capacity to create a different reality and it's like what if we were willing to be the source of energy that created a different reality it's like it doesn't have to be global warming the way it is but everybody has this point of view that they want sunshine 
and they want pretty days and they don't want rain. It's like for me, I go, I like rain. I like cloudy days. I like, you know, when things are wet. I don't understand the point of view, but I'm more interested in what the earth wants than I am in what I want. And most of us are not willing to have that. So we have a caller, so I'm going to take our caller, Ginger, from California. Ginger, what's up, honey? Hi, Gary, uh, Kim, and Tanya. I'm so glad to hear you guys doing this call. And before I ask my question, I just want to, uh, to let everybody know that Kim and Tanya did a free class on balance of living, and it's available on the uh, Access Consciousness TV site. So everyone should check it out. It was wonderful. Good. Thank you, Ginger. Thanks, Thank Ginger. Yes, so that's welcome. Not even played, so, that's not even a paid political announcement. <laughs> <laughs> what else is possible? Um, exactly. So I, I had to call in when I heard Gary started talking the Americanas. Um, they are my favorite chickens. We have, we have had many different varieties, but they are my absolute favorites. Um, so my story is I grew up in a very urban area, kind of like Los Angeles. Um, I'm actually from China. And I got married, and I moved to America, and all of a sudden I found myself living on a farm in the middle of nowhere. It's really beautiful and idyllic, and I started... <laughs> I actually spent the last four years um, gardening, growing things, and selling flowers at the local farmer's market. I started living a farmer's life, but still, this, um, this cultural judgment deep inside of me about, oh, I feel so ashamed about uh, living a farmer's life and doing farmer's work. So could you guys help me clear that? Sure. So everything you've done to buy the cultural norm uh, if you're Asian, you're, you know, it's like you can be a peasant or you can be a brilliant worker person. Everywhere you bought that you're a peasant because you're a farmer, which, by the way, is not so in America. Well, you destroy and create all that. Yes. Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, beyonds. I mean, you know, Tim has, uh, you have a plumbing business, don't you, Tim? Yes, that's right, Gary. Um, and we, yeah, like, um, I also call myself a farmer too, Gary. I'm proud to be a farmer because um, I think that the way the future is going, the farmers around the world are the thing that's going to change what's going on on the planet in regard to how it's becoming so degraded. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like we need farmers and farmers and the farmers in the future in the future. Like they announced the other day that there were only 2,000 farmers left in America. Wow. 2,000. That's really sad. But I also talked with the lady. It's like she's doing a thing where they're doing uh, vertical farming. They're coming up with a system to do vertical farming. So you can farm on the smallest plot of land, but you raise it, you do it vertically, and you end up with, just as much crop in a small place as you would have had in a large place in the past. So it's like there's all kinds of new ways in which farming is going to become greater. So everything you've done to make yourself wrong for being a farmer, 
And by the way, I want to congratulate you on being a part of it. It's wonderful. And personally, it's like I'm having a great time having our farm and you know, our ranch is in, in Texas. So everything you've done to make yourself wrong for farming, will you just try and create it all? Yes. Yes. yes right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Ginger's still there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So it's like, I think what you're doing is a gift. You know, it's like, we, we gave up our awareness of animals and plants and possibility long ago. And we need to take it back. And we need to start having it and using it. Because it's the one thing that will create a greater possibility for our future. So everything you're unwilling to perceive, no be and receive about your ability to create a future because of what We just try to create all that. Yes. Yes, please. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, beyonds. Cool. Awesome. How do you feel about it now? Well, actually, I am, I've read a lot of articles about um, people trying to go into farming in America and how the small farms are just barely surviving and all that. Of course, the main reason is yeah. that people are struggling to make money on, you know, by farming. And yeah. I'm sorry to report that it's the same story here. Is actually the reason why I am considering giving up on growing things, and I want to do something else because please, please I would like to make some ask, money for a change. Ask what else you can add to your life that would create more, and ask the animals Harry, how they can. Get What's that? Can I tell a story then? We had uh, some. It's, if it's Just quick, because I want you to announce something, too. We had a, a friend of ours that was struggling with money with farming, and we asked, told them about asking questions and asked the land what it required to grow that would also contribute money to them. And they got the awareness that, the, um, that they should grow watermelons. So they grew watermelons, and the short and curlies of the story is they grew watermelons and made a few, uh, fortune because no one else had watermelons, and because they didn't listen to what the earth required and they grew watermelons and got a really good price for them and made a lot of money just by asking that one question. Yeah. Try that, Ginger. Uh, please try that, Ginger. Okay, so uh, I got a text from Andrew who says that the entire world wants to know how to get a hold of you, Tim and Tanya, and how to find out what you're teaching and what you're doing about land stuff. Will you tell us? <laughs> That's Tanya's department, Gary. Um, yes. Um, you can, we have a little blog, which doesn't have very much on it at the moment called balance, the balance of living blog.com.au. Okay, good. Yep. We can also be contacted, um, through our Facebook page that we have called the earth connection. Um, and we just, we do have a website starting, but it just hasn't finished at the moment. So that's another place that you can find us as well. Or we can be found on the Access Consciousness website in the on the facilitators page. Cool. So contact Tim and Tanya. It's like if you have some stuff with the earth, trust me, these people are some of the best I've ever met in my life. The first time I heard Tim talk about biodynamic land management, I lost it totally. Uh, my jaw was on the ground because I saw the brilliance of what he was talking about. 
and how we've used chemicals and we've used everything else to try and overcome what nature does, you know, as a element of what it is. And it's like we need to get back in touch with that, not look to the chemicals and not look to the the other sources, but look to what nature itself can create. So, Ginger, I hope that helps you. It's like it's been great talking to you. Please don't give up. And, you know, it's like, and contact me if you need some more Arakanas because we're going to, we, we, it turned out that they sent us a bunch of hens, but it turns out one of them is actually a rooster. So we will probably be having, you know, we will be having some fertile eggs that we can send around. So just know that we're there. And it's like, if there's anything we can do to help you, contact Tim and Tanya, please. And we want to make it so that even if you have a little plot of land, you could still create something great. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you. Thanks, Ginger. And it's so glad to hear from you. It's like, you know, keep it up. Don't give up, okay? Okay. Cool. So we have a little 120 acres in, in Texas. And one of the things we did is, you know, it's like I was in Japan and I had Kobe beef for the first time. And I went, oh, my God, this is the best stuff I ever ate. And I said, what is this from? And they said, it's black Japanese Wagyu. And I went, what? And so I had a friend of mine research it. And he found out that the biggest source of black Wagyu Japanese beef was in Austin, Texas, which is one hour away from where we were. So we bought seven cows. And then we got seven others later. So we have 14 cows. And they're the most expensive beef to raise. But on a small space... Choose the best, choose the most expensive, and do that. Because there's a way to make money no matter what. Thank you, Tim and Tanya, for being on with me. You guys are wonderful. Love you lots. And uh, I can't wait to see you again in Australia. Take care, my friends, and have lots of rain soon. Yes, thank you, Gary. Thanks for inviting us on. Thanks, Gary. Thank you for being on. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to the world.